2: It's your DoorDash, hurry the fuck up. I'm sick of this shit. I quit. Here. Take it. Take your fucking taco bell and shove it down your throat. God damn it. I'm I quit here. Here's your here's your here's your food. I'm done. Give me the here, take it. Oh, nice house. Jesus Christ. It's your DoorDash! Don't y'all got Thanksgiving leftovers? Jesus Christ, you need all this damn food? Holy fuck. Yeah, you got, don't you got leftovers? Fuck. This is the third time this week, honey. If you need cooking lessons, I swear to God, I'll see you a lot of money. It's your door, damn! I got your damn Sonic. Third time this week, Jesus. Open the door. Here you go. Thank you. Here you go. Yeah, you have a good one. Here. Take that. Take don't forget I that. Can't. You can you, you got two. heat. I carried it up here, didn't
1: I? You're listening to Cobras and Fire, a Pantheon podcast, featuring your host, LC Fox and Baco. Welcome Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and today I am joined with the groggy Elsie. How are you this morning, Elsie? I am, as described, just uh,
0: trying to get going here. I'm, uh, I, am, I have full confidence that your, your wit, your storytelling, <laughs> and your overall just uh, engaging conversation style will, will get rid of the groggy, hmm. shake off the cobwebs, and get me to proper working order.
1: Yeah, a little mountain man uh, uh, in front of me, ladies and gentlemen. He was out there swinging a, uh, a chainsaw around like it was uh, like a knife through butter, cutting trees and, and neighbors' kids' limbs off. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so you had kind of a rough day there with some bad weather in Colorado, huh? I did. Yeah, yeah. It basically did the thing um,
0: where you, you you get everything going in your backyard, you know. You, you know, you're, you're you're in the spring, and then and then the man. The person above decides, hey, it's just snow for one day and uh, destroy trees and things like that. So mm. yeah, man, I'm telling you. I, but I, I do have a chainsaw, but it is battery operated. What okay, do you think of that
1: uh, well, <laughs> is that I don't for know you? whether that accounts Then <laughs> it, it, it did the if job. If you don't it's have to mix oil and gas and really get into the whole process, I, I don't think uh, I don't think you're really doing it uh, right. But uh, uh, I'm surprised they don't have an app that you just have that clears up all your trees for you. that You just download and then <laughs> yeah, well, a real man shows that's... up does it <laughs> yeah hey, uh, i put gas in this thing listen everything i
0: have now it's, it's listen, listen uh, I, it, twitter is owned by a man that uses nothing but electricity mm-hmm. i am just i've i've adapted that thing the, the 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 lawnmower weed whacker
1: what else do i have i have a goddamn glue gun it's better operated jesus everything's Christ. ryobi Ryobi, it's all green. <laughs> Ryobi, Ryobi is like the Yamaha of uh, I don't know presses and tools. Um, but sure. Anyway, uh, speaking of apps, on uh, Mother's Day, I, I spent the day with uh, my wife, my stepdaughter, and my grandson, and they took me to the Mall of America. You know, and look, shopping malls in general are basically, I don't know if I I I'll go to get if if it's just me, I want to get in and get out. And I hate going to begin with because it's so big and there's so much shit in there. But, you know, it's a day with the, the the wife and the daughter. And it was just something that they wanted to do.
0: What's the last time you actually rode the roller coaster there? Or have you?
1: I have never done any of the... I mean, you got to remember when it opened, I was uh, twenty twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, And there's a real theme park up, up here in the Twin Cities. So uh, sure. it, it's really a little kid's theme park. I mean, like, there, there's some rides that adults can go on. And there's like a zip line and shit. But uh, it was definitely kind of when it opened it was towards the end of me even giving a shit about fair rides so fair enough and it'll always be camp snoopy to me not this dumb nickelodeon universe that it is now um (laughs) that's a that's a joke for diehard minnesota mall of america people (laughs) i did it like a a, a, you know
0: a a tourist should first Mm -hmm. time i went to first time i went there though but uh Continue, please. It's like, absolutely, you look, gonna, if, you, if yeah. you
1: have never been and you're in the, t- it's worth your fucking effort. You know what I mean? It is kind of amazing <laughs> to look at this thing and see this this giant mall with an amusement park shoved into it, and there's so much shit, but uh, whatever. Anyway, we're walking around. We're on the first level of, of Mall of America, and it's good that you've been there because you can actually imagine the parking, but I'll explain that in a second because it ties in. But you look like a guy that, uh, you've definitely used DoorDash, haven't you, or Uber Eats, something like that?
0: For the story, I'll go with it.
1: Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. So we're on the first level of the Mall of America. I don't know exactly. Well, I know exactly where we were at because we were standing outside of Cinnabon. And they have like a little list of stickers uh, along the the glass there. And on there, it says like Uber Eats and (laughs) and, um, DoorDash, all the the food Uh delivery services. I can't remember them all. But there's like three or four of them at least that are pretty common. And it dawned on me. I'm like, all right, there is a special place in hell for anybody that fucking sends an Uber Eats driver to get Cinnabon from the Mall of America. All right. <laughs> if Now, maybe they even if they do, which I don't know that they do, but my only thing is, like, do they have a special parking spot where these Uber Eats and DoorDash people can come in? Because the food courts are on the third level. There's restaurants on every level. All these places probably offer it, including Cinnabon on the first level, down on the corner by the escalator. But at best, you get to the mall and you're you're basically ready to enter wherever you're gonna park. It is if if you're sprinting, I bet you it's ten minutes in and out at best. Probably more like twenty minutes if you gotta park like a normal person. Take the escalators down, go get your fucking cinnabon, and then take it to somebody so that they can have a not fresh cinnabon. I hope they fucking charge you like thirty dollars because I, I don't fucking get it. But here's here's my question because I have never understood this this whole thing. Pizza places have been doing delivery for a long time. They hire their own drivers, but they have like a circumference, so basically like an area they'll deliver to. They're not going to let anybody go, oh, I, you know what? I really want a Cinnabon. I'm going to order one from fucking Mall of America. And 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 they they so they assign it to drivers like they do like with just a regular Uber or a Lyft, right? And if the driver doesn't want to do it because it isn't worth his time, you know then they they get demerited if like if they turned it down and they get fewer options and stuff like that, so you actually get penalized for not taking these things. I just saw an article where somebody uh a driver kinda uh lost her cool because she was asked to drive it ended up being about forty five minutes and she only got eight dollars now, with the price of gas right now as a tip I'm saying, I don't know what what the other thing is that's I get it, you know it's like you're asking me to drive fucking across the entire metro to give you this one fucking thing that's now not even fresh and I'll touch on that in a second I just never understood this as a business model how it could be profitable for anybody but the app developer. It is like the music industry. You don't create anything, you don't do anything. You just have technology that you and then you just take the lion's share and let the drivers deal with the bullshit, the the pissed off customers and then to the people that are actually using this shit. Other than your stoned buddy that uh, you mentioned off Mike got some McDonald's from it. I get that if you're too drunk to drive, whatever. If you but you should pay, you know what I mean. It, you know, like a, a, a pizza place. There's one pickup spot, and they they load you up with pizzas and they give you a route. These Uber Eats guys to make any profit, they probably gonna be picking up at fucking five ten restaurants at a time and then delivering them. I, I just otherwise, are you just going from the, the, uh, restaurant to house, restaurant to house, and just shooting all over the place? I don't see how you can make money on this, especially with the price of gas right now. And then if fucking, like, if something in your cupboard, like mac and cheese, isn't good enough for you, like, you know, because you just don't want to go out, why the fuck are you paying this extra, like, because I have never used it. Maybe it is super expensive. It's, like, double the cost of whatever you buy. I don't know. But if I, like, if the restaurants I like to go to, I like to go to because I like the food. And I want the food as fresh as possible. And that's typically sitting there. So, uh, but even with like pizza, if I order a pizza, I typically go pick it up for that exact reason. I just, I don't want to wait for the, I don't know. You never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's just, anyway. So in your experience, because you use this probably daily. uh, (laughs) What's a loose cannon on this? I've kind of rambled a bit. No, I mean, I mean, first
0: off, they work great for just randomly having people to come by and cut down your trees that fell down, too.
1: So, <laughs> hey, like, while you're like here. It, like, yeah, while you're here. And, and yeah, I got you. Like yeah, so, I ordered two burgers. One of them's for you. Now, can yeah, you cut down that tree? Bread. Exactly. Yeah. That's right.
0: <laughs> but but no, I mean, I've used... We had some kind of like a coupon or, or a gift card for DoorDash, and the first time that I used it was during the pandemic, and I remember... That you would go to a to a menu on there because you have to order through their app. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like they so they have certain companies that are on there, but the menu itself has already probably increased. If you look at like, I'll just say Papa John's. Yeah, for example, okay. because Papa John's, for some reason, they do delivery, but they use DoorDash and these fucking services, too, when they get
1: busy. Yeah, I don't, like yeah. They don't even have their own employees. Um, well, I think what, the, what they're, I think actually what they're doing there is they're just they want part of the they want to be involved. Like you can still order mm-hmm. and get your, your pizza from them and delivered. But a lot of people are just so fucking stupid and lazy. The moment they have this app and it's right on their phone, like everything in their fucking life is in the palm of their right. hand. Oh, it's so hard to go to the web on my phone now and order a pizza. So they just they just don't want to miss out on that that cut anyway.
0: Yeah, probably. But let's say that uh, that uh, the uh, the pizza is ten bucks on Papa John's site, or if you call them, then it's usually twelve or fifteen dollars okay. just for that, plus the service fee, plus the this, plus plus plus. So yeah, it it can be super expensive. And and I gotta tell you, man, whoever is ordering the special place in hell is for. I don't care if it's a mall America. If you were ordering Cinnabon and getting it delivered.
1: Any food court. Get? If you're sending a fucking driver into yeah, a food court yeah. in a mall, I, fuck you. No. I,
0: I don't, that part I'm taking out, I'm talking about like if you are actually so lazy that you're getting that greasy ass fucking thing <laughs> delivered to you. I'm saying you need to reevaluate your priorities in life because that Cinnabon, I guarantee that's a $15, dollars Cinnabon. By the time they're done, bring it to your goddamn uh, door. And, what say and- you?
1: I actually, there's a mental health aspect to this thing. I think it's becoming more and more easy. Look, I get people are introverted. I'm married to one. But Mm -hmm. I don't think isolation is healthy. You know what I mean? Uh, And and making it easier to isolate, you know, I mean, I guarantee that guy, the guy who's shooting up uh, that Buffalo uh, grocery store, he used DoorDash. Oh, daily. Yeah. <laughs> He's he was probably getting the... Uh, left him time
0: to write his manifesto. He's probably... I'm going to say Panda Express was his jam.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and th- 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 that's the thing, too. Like, Cinnabon and Panda is like Panda Express, right? They're only in fucking malls. Orange Julius... Like, yeah, man, mm-hmm. I could really go for an Orange Julius. I, I'd like to get that
0: 45 <laughs> minutes later at Orange Julius. It's already gross,
1: fresh. There, there's a, a, a um, I don't know if you want to call it a restaurant, whatever. It's a popcorn specialty place. They had the Uber Eats and DoorDash stickers. So it's like, I could get a tin of fucking flavored popcorn from this place that, like, what the fuck? Uh, and look, I'm not saying people are actually doing this. I don't know. I didn't see any DoorDash drivers pick up, but I'm like, it clearly could happen and i'm just like that is just that is cruel man that is you're just you mm-hmm. do have no fucking respect for anybody but yourself man selfish what do you think you think the
0: DoorDash is the spotify of of the uh delivery industry <laughs> is that, is that your theory is it maybe it's the same dude
1: yeah what it could think? be yeah you just uh, develop some technology and then take all the money um but yeah look again i've never used it so maybe if uh if if, if you pay per mile um, you have to throw it, you know. You toss in the tip, and then you're paying an upcharge because I know DoorDash also takes a cut of the the restaurant's money. You know, it's just like I never understood the business model. It it seems like a really shitty, shady business for it to even be functioning. You know what I mean? It's like there's no way this can really be above board and be successful. That's all I'm getting at. I, I just like because you know, like w- at what point if it is expensive. Why are people using it? It's like, well, I could do that, or I could just go get the fucking thing for half the cost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I guess I, I know the, the Uber drivers are you know, struggling right now, just the, and the Lyft drivers, same things, all those rideshare services, uh, because of the, the, the cost of gas and everything right now. But even before all that, I was just like, how can you make any fucking money doing this if all I'm doing is giving you a tip and paying for the burger? I uh, just to me like we who takes the money and then it turns out the restaurants actually give a cut. Now it's nice to hear that you're saying that uh, you have to order through the menu on the the app, which is a bit of an upcharge. So mm-hmm. that at least makes a little sense.
0: Well, I just like the fact that you are a defender of of artists and Uber Eats drivers. The, the, you, you, the you common man, for, my up, people. You, you stick up for the, for the for the creative types and the, uh, <laughs> the. Uh, I'm just going to do this for a bit until I quit in two months and fucking hate my life yeah. people, too,
1: you know? Yeah, you know, all right, so fair enough. Uh, everybody cancel Spotify and don't use Uber Eats. <laughs> yes, that's, that's my message. That's my that's manifesto. Correct. And then uh, go go outside. Breathe some fresh yeah. air, man. You know, cut down some trees. Well, yeah, help LC move some trees. You, I guarantee you won't make them talk to you while they do it. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're if you are a little shy, a little socially, you know, uh, uh, distant, you know that that'll work too. Just move some trees in LC's backyard, and you will still have some companionship. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Get a cat.
2: They're your witness I'm
1: Well, we've, I think in back-to-back episodes have covered, to, to some degree, Skid Row and their new singer. Uh, and one thing has, has popped up, uh, on my radar anyway, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that Stephen Michael, host of the Grown Up Rock podcast, has a Google Alert setting that lets him know anytime somebody says anything negative about the new singer. Because, you know, you'll see these posts like on Blabbermouth, Brave Words, Metal Sludge, all that stuff. It'll be like, here's the new singer singing 18 in life. And I'll see like the, the first comment will be something negative. And I think the only reason I see it is because right below it is Stephen Michael basically telling that person like to, you know, you know, move out of your parents' basement and get a life or something like that. You know what I mean? Every time, it's like it's just like Stephen. You know, because I, I I chimed in uh, for one of them. I just told him Stephen, he's not going to fuck you. Uh, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. uh, yeah, you know, and there's a lot of that going on in our podcast deal right now with our uh, you know people like uh, you know because Stephen likes the, the boys the that that Heat Band and uh, you know he's clearly sure a Skid Row fan so. Uh, he seems to be extra defensive about this singer for some reason. Uh, so hopefully, you know, when he listens to our episode, we're, we're still friends because I make fun of the guy's mm-hmm. herky jerky stage movements, but, uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Stephen, move out of your parents' basement. I can't remember what he actually said, but you know he's always like he defending him. You know, he, you know he, he's uh, he keeps it. And by clean. the way,
0: what's what's the deal with that? With adding that little rewind in there? What did I say that you had to bust me on again?
1: You said uh, you know it, it, uh, this one kind of I, I, I left in there because I I, th- I think it kind of helps you a little bit this one isn't but uh, we're, we're always going with that is that like you're like yeah I watched it and then like your next comment is like well I haven't watched it and I'm like alright you just fucking said you watched it <laughs> whatever goddamn lawyer Keep going. <laughs> oh well, that's it so yeah Steven uh, um, hopefully the matchmakers uh, you know tinder to hook up or whatever will uh, align Steven with uh, Eric from Skid Row they,
0: f- they, they carry the torch for heat the, mm. the puny and puny and the Michael. I mean, they're yep. big fans. All this stuff like that. I've tried, and I and I say it's uh, heat is a. Uh, if you like a, if you want to, if you like Eclipse, but want to hear a really bad version of Eclipse. Listen to Heat. <laughs> that's, that's that's my that's my version of that for like the Swedish type uh, bands.
1: Uh, well, another guy from uh, Sweden, uh, a little more uh, historical figure. He uh, he's making some news. Uh, did you see the the kerfuffle between Jeff Scott Soto and Ingvae Malmsteen? Oh no, they have a new one. Yeah, let me tell you what. Uh, basically, Jeff Scott Soto went on uh, social media, Facebook or Twitter. I saw it on Facebook, but it was a screenshot. Um, and he says he went to. Uh, a local club. He he, kind of, like, I go to this place all the time. A band was playing that I wanted to see, I'm friends with, so I went there to check them out. Unfortunately, my former boss was the headliner that night, so my plan was to just watch these guys and leave. And now he was talking about Ingve Malmsteen, and in his initial post, I don't think he called them out. Anyway, uh, he said he was told that the show was going to be canceled if he he didn't leave, so he left. Uh, Basically saying that Malmsteen found out he was there, and said, I'm not going on stage if that guy's in the crowd. So uh, wow. yeah, I'm going to cancel the show right now. So then everybody that we know, because I think Jeff Soto is is an attainable guest. That's my conspiracy theory. Suddenly just came pouring to his defense. By the way, this is ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm not uh I'm not defending uh, Malmsteen on this. And I, I believe it's Jeff over know if I have to pick a side. But but I'm like, sure. well, you know, there are two sides to every story, you know. And then, of course there is a second side and Malmsteen comes out and basically just says he's a fucking liar. Uh everything he does is, you know, th- th- he is not that important to me. I don't care. Now, for those that aren't aware, Jeff Scott Soto was the singer on Malmsteen's second album. I think he might have been on the first one too, but there's only like one or two songs that actually have a singer, but the the second one Marching Out. Um and that which happens to be my favorite Malmsteen record uh but uh, so that, And that's where I first heard of Jeff Scott Soto, and then I really didn't hear him again until uh, he did Journey. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Sonny Pooney, I just didn't hang with him as tight as you did. <laughs> uh, I know that guy can break down that dude's career for sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, look, uh, I, Malmsteen has a track record. I have uh, some friends that uh, had some personal experience with him uh, in a recording studio. This would have been in, like in 2000 in Florida. And, uh, so, uh, the guitar player from Jesus Chrysler, uh, his brother's band was down there. They got a record deal and we're recording and Malmsteen was in the studio next to him and he threw a, basically a, a case of, uh, empty Heineken bottles in their trash And so the uh, (laughs) the they they come to the studio the next day, and the the guy who owns the studio sees all these fucking beer bottles, and he's fucking he's like fucking Ingve, so he grabs them and he throws them in front of the Ingve's door for the studio he's working. Then they're recording hours later. Ingve storms in, just fucking throwing a fit, Uh, like you know, screaming and yelling at this guy. So, and then of course the whole unleash the fucking fury uh, audio. Uh, That's gold, and he doesn't exactly have a great uh, track record. Considering who we're talking about and what we're talking about, it just seemed like the 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 obvious suspects were like, "Oh, what a class!" You know, it's like, all right, whatever. I just don't care that much. I guess is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm I'm just proud to say I am Ingve
0: Malmsteen free and Jeff Scott Soto free (laughs) for 48 years. I have nothing from from either of them in my collection, so I can't. I have no. No uh, opinion either way. And I will say that that uh, uh, Jeff Scott Soto is a great singer. I, mm-hmm. I had never heard anything by him until I saw him on the Monsters of Rock Cruise, and he did a thing with Beeler, um, where they do kind of a comedy slash music routine, and he was quite entertaining. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pick a side just from see, meeting a guy and seeing him interact with other human beings, I'm gonna pick Jeff.
1: <laughs> he's <laughs> definitely more believable, but he's also like. Uh... Oh, he recently got in the headlines saying he has no idea what the problem with Journey was. And that turned into a whole thing where, like, Neil Sean even chimed in is like, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. This has been discussed. Uh, so it, it just, it, there is that. So, you know, mm-hmm. and he didn't need to run to social media and post this. But, I, you know, but I, I'm not being critical of him for that. I would absolutely done the same thing i would be like that motherfucker seriously you know what i mean uh so i say that you know just saying you know if if you want to fucking put this stuff out there you're gonna have to deal with how things blow up and then of course he had a subsequent explanation where uh some people are like you know jeff's clears it all up and he really just repeated what he said the first time and then said things like my life is good i don't really wish to have negative energy and all this stuff which then again, why? You know, and who knows? Maybe alcohol was involved. I, he seems like a healthy guy, so I'm, I'm not really sure that he's a drinker. But uh, hey, did you have you seen um, these shows that uh, Eric Miller's putting on in his house? I was just gonna segue to that. That's quite impressive. I
0: actually messaged him and everything. It was like, dude, what is going on with this? I'm like this is next level. Like uh, I even said, like Rock's not dead. It's Eric's house. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that. That is bad ah, fucking hold on. ass. What? It's not very
1: rocking. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the sh- their show is good. Mm. Yeah, no, it's cool. I look, I'm all for it. I, that was not a critique. Like uh, I even like he, uh posted he posted like uh some a picture of some of the the snacks he had, which looked amazing, by the way. Uh, yeah. And I was like, that is the least rock and roll thing I think I've ever seen. Also, yummy. Uh, yeah, but exactly. uh No, it's really cool. I think he calls the Stone Turtle Concerts, I think. Uh, shoot. Something like that. I don't know what, yeah. that, that, what, that, what that means stone exactly. Stone House. But,
0: tur- but yeah, like house concerts. Putting on this uh, so anyway, Eric Miller from the Pods and Saws Network is who we're uh, uh, speaking of. Um, doing a little bit of promotion. I know he's done that in the past, but I don't think he's ever done it at his house. <laughs> so that's pretty. That's pretty cool, though, to organize. Uh, you know, you want to see some shows, put it together, and but there's a lot. Of, I was thinking about like all these things. Like even if I had the setup, I'm not sure if I want anybody in my house that I don't know slightly. Before before they come, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to to have a show. I mean, I guess if you're having more chill shows, you're probably going to be fine with who's coming yeah. over. But uh, I'm definitely not organizing an overkill concert in my backyard or anything like that to get the. They type you know, out.
1: backyard I think is easier to, to sure. accept than, than like in your uh, living quarters. Yeah, but that's not going to uh, work in your neighborhoods. It's going to be probably a phone call made as <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you just got to get the right permits and you know follow the noise ordinance and things of that nature. There, uh, there's hours within the days and decibels that you don't break. It's really nothing that anybody can do if you follow the right steps. Uh, But yeah, those those things look cool. I will tell you this: uh, I I noticed that Beeler and Soto at least used two jokes that they used on the clips I saw in the Monsters of Rock cruise. So now, I have to officially shift them from like a couple guys just make cracking wise to they're basically the acoustic guitar version of dueling pianos for anybody that's seen that um mm, you know okay. and, and to me uh that that always kind of loses its luster but you know those, those are two really fucking talented guys both great singers um but uh yeah it uh i would prefer they 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 just did the music because uh, after a while when you start seeing the same when it becomes a routine you know then it's like stand up and
0: i will i will push back on that and yeah, say okay. that uh that i like the same
1: jokes all the time <laughs> <laughs> Smoking like a true Weird Al fan. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You got a
0: routine, motherfucker. You hone that shit and you put it on. You tell me, you tell me if it works once, you're not going to do it again. Fuck that. Doing that like, like, like that. If you got the banter down, come on. I don't want to hear. Listen, I don't care that it's, 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 it's vodka and orange juice. It's not vodka and grapefruit juice. If hmm. you're doing, doing some stage rap, you get it down. You hone it and you repeat it.
1: Yeah, but that's like uh, like a, a, a bit routine. Uh, when you make it seem like you're just kind of riffing off each other, and that, mm-hmm. that's the vibe you're putting out there, but it turns out it's not, to me it, it kind of loses something a little bit. Now look, they're very talented, they're very good at mm-hmm. it, and, and people enjoy this. So I, I am not trying to say don't, It's my, maybe my comment's more, it's just not for me. No, that's uh, fine. Know.
0: That's yeah. fine. Yeah, you, you don't like you don't, think, you don't like anything that has to do with humor and music ever. You are you. You get mad anytime there's any. Depends kind Depends of what you mean. Throw in. Uh, well, I think I don't think.
1: Like, I think the Foo Fighters have a great sense of humor, but their music mm-hmm. is 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 not part of the humor. You know what I mean? It's it's like the music is one thing. Their sense of humor comes out in their their uh their stage show, their videos, things of that nature now, if you're saying I don't like joke songs, yeah, for the most part uh and, and some of them can be pretty good, but it, like a joke, you hear it once, it's pretty good, but you, you know you, I'm not going to go see uh like Chris Rock, I'm not going to follow him and, and watch seven shows in a row of the exact same routine. I well, understand that he's doing the same I, routine in the next city but- i think I think that uh, uh probably their routine is based
0: on core. Riffs that they probably do riff on top of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, you have then you're going to gonna get something a, you have, new each time. But that's not what of, I'm suggesting, right, but right. Yeah. I think there, you have to have at least a. Uh, otherwise, how are you going to do that show? I think there's got to be at least a
1: something you hang on well, to. You could just play music, bit. you know. I. <laughs> you know, well, then I that would
0: make it. That would make it. Yeah, you could. Be the, you could have
1: actual, you you know, uh, real banter between the stuff. You could actually talk and still have that same setup and not re- rely on the same little. Little quip and joke each time you're asking you're asking me, so I'm telling you these are things you could do. You can still have that same formula where you set up and, and do the same songs, but you don't make the same little quip every time. You know what I mean? Um, mm. Otherwise, uh, and again, I'm only in the sense of like you're you're portraying it as this kind of like. Look, we're just two buddies. You know what I mean? Like, Dueling Pianos, the first time you see it, it's like they're riffing with the audience. They're claiming to take requests. And then they just know all these songs. You know what I mean? And it's like, God, these guys, are, how do you... And then you see them again, and it's two different fucking people. You so you're like, wait, I thought it was a duo. No, no, it's just whoever we can get from the Dueling Pianos school. And they're telling the same jokes, playing the same songs that people, for some reason, they're all requesting the same shit every time. And then it's like, well, this is not the same as a stand up comedian telling the same material in different cities. These are basically pre scripted, kind of, and they pitch it as like this kind of like loose thing. I'm taking this way too far. This was supposed to be something nice about uh, uh, Eric Miller hosting because he's done other artists. Those are the ones I think that are probably closest to our ilk.
0: But, yes, and but I would say that I think it's a perfect time to segue out of this uh, to yeah. what Eric Miller always thinks we play, which is, uh, I believe, Trapped.
1: Trapped or, <laughs> or Five Finger Death Punch. Yes, one of those two. He uh, <laughs> has a list of bands that we've never played. Well, we've, I, I never, think I put Five Finger on played. one time. Uh, yeah. But never Trapped, never Saliva. Trying to think, no, what are the ones whatever. he lists? I don't it know, it's matter. funny. It's anything that he
0: has like like a list from Octane
1: that yeah. he never played. I, I think, like, maybe at one point he put together a list of, like, 20 because it seems like he rips out two or three new ones each time. He does. And it's like, does. I don't know who that is. Nope. Yeah, you know, well, you know, for Eric, we'll play a Taiketo song.
2: Show!
0: There's a new ad. There starring is. Vince, starring Vince Neal
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's getting into the advertising game. Uh, you know, uh, as as yeah. a pitch man. Um, he was kind enough to show up somewhat uh, sober. What what is it? It's a money loan thing, right? Uh, like, is it a payday loan kind of deal, or like it's a, a
0: payday loan? It's a payday loan service. Uh, which <laughs> which that whole industry, by the way, is is interesting to me. Um, uh, uh, basically, companies that. I think that they look up your employer and then they give you like a 25% advance fee on your next paycheck. Yeah. It goes against you. And, and it just it, the, that whole market is just so evil to
2: me.
1: It, it, it is a fucking endless cycle for people that get, you know, you know, you can get wrapped up in that shit and you never get mm-hmm. out of it. Right. You know, It's like a high interest car loan or something like that. You know, it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, that whole... Um, uh, when Ron Keel was moved to South Dakota, the guy who was financing all that, uh, um, that pawn shop, the racetrack, mm-hmm. the radio station, that whole empire right. was built on, on those payday loans. And I remember, like, uh, the state passed a law capping the interest at 36.5 percent. And yep. he's like, Fuck this, shut everything down. It's like, you can't make money, <laughs> that's not fucking profitable for you. Jeez, yeah, how like, much were you like, fucking charging? I mean, it's like just
0: well, okay. shady. There must be there must be so many times that things get defaulted on. Yeah. The, 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 oh that, yeah. That's that, that's. But but at the same time, those things are based. I'm not gonna get into the, the weeds of it, but usually it's just based on the name of the company. They, they're not credit checking the fucking mm-hmm. person they're getting the check right. from. You know what I'm saying? So that absolutely. That,
1: anyway. So who better to represent something like this shady fucking kind of business than? Uh, Motley Crue frontman Vince Neil. I just, uh, I, I did enjoy like his attempt at because he he's clearly fucked up in the video. <laughs> yeah. All right. That loan approval machine
0: rocks. Well, let's just let's just describe what it what it is. It's it's a it's a payday loan ad, but it involves him for some reason. He's driving. Hopefully that drunk. A uh, uh, what's that fucking thing on the ice rink? Right Zamboni. Now? Zamboni. He's driving yeah. a Zamboni, which I'm still trying to make the connection of what a Zamboni and a, uh, <laughs> a hockey rink has, or just ice in general has anything to do with a payday loan. What's it? What, did you get the connection
1: there? I think so. I think uh, basically, you know, all these arenas are corporately named. Uh-huh. Uh, the the company that that Vince is uh, pitching named this. Minor league hockey arena or something like that. Oh, okay.
0: So that's so. that. And and his Zamboni, first Zamboni I've seen. Not a big hockey fan, but I didn't know they had license plates. It says Motley on the back yeah. of, of on the on back of it. Which, which, how is that? Does that mean Motley Crue Light allowed him? Because I thought he couldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah, I I, 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 I thought of
1: that the, the exact same thing when I saw that because I was like, and it seems a that I thought that the the video might be. Like, actually, the commercial might not exist by the time you and I talked, you know what I mean? It was like, right. Like, once they said, like, come on. Because then he opened Dr. Feelgoods down yes. in your old neck of the woods and, that and was they had to that. that and,
0: yeah. the, and, and Shiprocked used to be called Motley Cruise back in the day. I'm not sure if people know that. That kind of evolved into this, like, basically they had this other cruise. But it used to be called mm-hmm. Motley Cruise. They, they killed that. So anytime he kind of, he kind of like, Ball, does a baller move and then gets i think he like basically asks for forgiveness all the time for these deals he does sure you know i mean um, but then all of a sudden it segues into this this awesome computer like network to get the loan approval and it's, it's it has a bunch of ladies that i guess are like dr feelgood ish you know it's got the lab they got the lab <laughs> coats on and you know they're all like hotties and stuff like that and, and then all of a sudden what happens for vince Vince himself is applying for a loan, and (laughs) bickety-bam!
1: Yeah! All right! That loan approval machine rocks.
0: He gets approved. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's right. <laughs> he goes, hell yeah!
1: Time to rock or some bullshit.
0: Play the clip. Yeah! All
1: right! That loan approval machine rocks. The guy who's got a lot of lows, this is the low moment for him, I think, a little bit. This is uh, probably not the kind of uh, thing that the, the rest of the band and maybe the members of Def Leppard didn't really need out there right before this tour. But
0: but the point is, what I thought was funny is that, like I just said in the beginning, these payday loans are based on the creditworthiness of the of the place that's going to give you a paycheck in two weeks so he was actually hesitant he was like thrilled that he got approved because his was based on the tour <laughs> the tour money coming in for these upcoming concerts and he needs yeah. some money now so he's like all right enough of these bots bought the tickets
2: and uh and i'm gonna be
0: fronted now i want to say that i'm gonna jump in here real quick too because now i'm finally woken up the the I went again, like I mentioned last episode. I was curious about this, so still, the stadium, the stadium tour. There's not a singles ticket you can buy. It's 100% sold out at Coors, Coors Field. by the bots and everything like that. The only thing you can get is authorized uh, resale tickets for $200 for the shittiest seats at the fucking Coors Stadium. Bull mm. fucking shit. That's all
1: even on said. secondary markets because I've actually been watching that about once a week and I've, and, and I compare. Um, StubHub and Ticket King to see if I can buy the same ticket on both sites because my, my mm-hmm. theory is they are basically they have access to every ticket and whoever sells it, mirrors,
0: it. at least in my in mine mm-hmm. it's the same. I, I did the yep. same thing. I'm like I'm like, where so is price- somebody's just trying to d- dump them? So those payday loans are working very well for him right now because the fact is it looks like the stadium tour is going to be a complete success and it's 100 percent sold out and everybody's happy to pay 200.
1: I, I'm, yeah, I I got a feeling those prices are going to drop, but there are. I, the 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 two shows I looked at, I think were Milwaukee and in uh, and Minneapolis. and yeah. every section has thirty to sixty to seventy seats uh, available on the secondary mm-hmm. market still uh, for these sold out shows. Uh, to me, it's not sold out if I can buy that many you know look if there's well that's what I'm saying they're a thousand all, or less available. tickets available on the secondary market for i you can call it a sellout but you know fuck every fucking section has, I don't know what the percentage is because I don't know how many seats are in each section, but it looks like about 200 seats and there's 60 tickets available. uh, And both places are selling them. I could probably get it on Ticketmaster's fucking secondary site. I'm sure Live Nation has their own shitty fucking resale market. You know, I think what it is is that Vince needed a little money up front because he's he's, with this tour being pushed off for two years. He's his uh, cash supply is dwindling. You know, um, fucking uh, cheeseburgers and. uh, Vodka is not cheap. So. No. I mean, can't, man can't live on Cameo alone.
2: Yeah. All right. That
1: loan approval machine rocks. Exactly. So. <laughs> but, yeah, he was almost as, at least he sobered up from that to for this thing, you know. But, uh, yeah. God, he, uh, he looks embarrassingly bad in this thing, too. It's just like, I don't know. Look, if I was paying him. Yeah. And that's what I got. I'm like, no, you, you can. I'm just try trying to, to figure into- out
0: how does that connect? How does that anything like that connect? Why is that? Why is Vince? Why is a payday loan in place using Motley Crue or any rock like? Is it? I don't get it. Like, I don't even get the connection.
2: Well, it,
1: he was up for the uh, reverse mortgage ads, but I think Tom Selleck got him.
2: Your home's equity could add a fourth leg to your retirement plan. Much better. Not a three-legged stool, but a home equity
0: chair. Four legs, more stable. I guess they don't make, connect that one either. But uh, but it's but but Tom Selleck is very appealing to 65 to uh, 80 mm-hmm. year old people and all of his little <laughs> cop show, cop shows, or whatever. Yeah. You
1: know? <laughs> is it actually Tom Selleck? I just guessed. I can't. I'm, I can't I'm remember. I'm going to guess. I'm going to say yes. I'm just yeah, going to okay. go with it. Four legs, more stable. It was it, or the the corpse of Burt Reynolds. It seems like this is becoming a more recurring opportunity for us, but uh, there are updates almost every episode now from previous stories that we talked about that I feel like (laughs) I need to alert the uh, audience to. I have another one for you today here, Lewis. You ready for it? Oh, please. All right, going back to when we were talking about the... uh, the whole Santa Cruz, you know, nonsense and that whole exchange between Jericho and, and the, the singer. Uh, um, anyway, uh, the uh, the singer of Santa Cruz, apparently his name is Archie Cruz. Archie Cruz, Santa Cruz singer, says, Chris Jericho is not a real rock star and Fozzie's crowd is pretty much semi-retarded wrestling fans. So <laughs> Beautiful. I didn't think we were allowed to use that word anymore. Um, no, they, they used a lot with uh, kissed hard. So like that. There's
0: certain, <laughs> certain, <laughs> apparently, Exceptions. that's just fine. Yeah, <laughs> I always thought that's kind of amusing. Like, no, yeah. you didn't.
1: But you didn't say it right. It's, a, it's kiss Todd. Oh, kiss okay. Todd. Okay. Oh, no, all right. All
0: right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fucking
1: kiss Tods.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's that's you. As long as you being town. You, oh, okay. That's just. I think that, that that term existed way before shout out loudcast
1: possibly i don't know uh i i just want to make sure uh that, that that some people out there know i am not claiming any credit for the term i okay good i, I, yeah. I do not know where it came from so. nope well uh, i mean I, I got nothing else in that i just thought it was funny
0: yeah all right no, that's that it's good threw some shade at any wrestling fan out there <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, exactly. Is that really an audience you need to to piss off? I mean, that's, I mean, don't you think the average Santa Cruz fan is probably a wrestling fan? <laughs> I, I would, I would think so. You know, if, if you're going to be gonna, some crossover there, <laughs> if you're going
0: to look Fozzie into your life, you've guaranteed you've watched at least one wrestling move by Jericho. I'm assuming. Uh,
1: well, you yeah, know, Fozzy, Fozzie, of course, but I, I was saying Santa Cruz, like, yeah, hmm. they might, might actually be pissing on their own audience there. Um, but, anyway, let's move on from that. Uh, there's nothing more to say, really. Other than that, it's entertaining. There really isn't much there. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been this Neil Bogart movie in the works, and the, the first trailer came out. Apparently, it's going to be shown at uh, the, the Cannes Film Festival there over in, uh, in France, I believe. And, uh, I think it's Jersey. Jersey oh, okay. Is it Jersey? Cannes Music yeah. Festival? Cannes, in, uh, Cannes Jersey. Yeah Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, wh- we're, whether we end up seeing it or not uh, is yet to be seen, uh, just because the movie industry is kind of weird like that. I know Neil Patrick Harris was originally scheduled to play Neil Bogart, so I was a little disappointed really? to find out that uh, it's Michael Ian Black now, but he, he'll be fine. Uh, the trailer looked like it was actually a pretty well put together kind of movie uh and then i saw kiss <laughs> it was like let's back
0: let's back up a little bit so neil bogart president uh wasn't that his official title was president of casablanca records yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the first band he uh signed and released was kiss their debut record went on to do all the disco stuff in the 70s village um, people parliament yeah, parliament donna yeah. summer yep okay Uh, The Johnny Carson record, which uh, allegedly uh, almost (laughs) destroyed the the record company. Uh, I'm not really sure how releasing pre recorded audio of Johnny Carson is going to. They press
0: too many. They press too
1: many, Baco. That story, uh, that story only made sense when I was too dumb to question anything. Anyway, uh, but uh, this movie does look uh, look interesting. I, I definitely think Neil Bogart, if anybody is familiar with the history, a very interesting guy. One of the um, old school kind of music industry people – that you know really approach things from a different aspect, and and you know were creative in, in how they like marketed, and, and you know he you know he's done some shady shit too, and you know but uh, drugs, excess, money, you know has everything highs, lows, all the good stuff. Uh, Any would plenty of his story would make a great movie. Is all I'm getting at there, but uh, yeah. And so so to be clear, it's a biopic about the whole label and him, not Kiss. That's Correct. Kiss is one but
0: part of that movie.
1: Yeah. I, I think even the uh, cursory Kiss hater, if they're mm-hmm. being honest, has to admit that is half of the Castle Micah story is Kiss. Okay. Have you ever read the book, uh, And Party Every Day? Yeah. Um, I have not, but i it
0: actually actually upsets me that I did not get that because I remember seeing that. It came out like, what, 10, 12 years ago and I didn't
1: something did like pick that. it up. Yeah, did, is, it, is it good? It's really good and uh I think this movie might be based on that. I can I'm I'm speaking out of turn a little bit there, but for some reason when I first heard about this that was my memory of it. But yeah, I mean there is, you know, it talks about everything, but I, you know, if you cut out all the kiss pages it would be about half as thick. So, okay. you know, that gotcha. that that's the basis for my my math there. Anyway, uh I thought it was odd. They show kiss and I don't know. I think they could have maybe there's a Kiss tribute man called Mr. Speed that visually looks better than these guys do. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that would have been an avenue to go. I don't know how much these guys play a role as far as acting in the movie, though. That might be part of it. But they slightly altered all the makeup, more Gene than the other guys. But but then you have the Kiss logo right behind them. So it's like, well, this doesn't seem like it's a licensing thing. It's like almost like it's almost like one of those things where Hollywood just wants to like, you know what? I don't think Gene in I don't see Gene in that makeup. I see him like this. It was weird. That's your,
0: that's your theory? Well, okay.
1: that's 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 what it comes off like. It's like, you know what? I don't think Spider-Man makes these little uh gadgets that shoot the webs out that he makes. I think it comes out of his body. And so they make these changes because they almost want to be part of the 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 story that already exists. Uh, and, and I think that's that, that's how it feels to me. I don't know what's happening here, man. Because at first I was like, they must have had problems getting Kiss to sign off on this. And then you see the giant Kiss logo. I'm like, well, that's th- more than the makeup. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: that's that's the part that I was super confused about. Cause from, uh,
1: and it's not from like a, cropped in the corner. It's fucking there. You know? Right.
0: It's it's like um, the production looks pretty good. You know, you see the outside area. They're walking by the buses. They're basically going to... You know, it's like a Bohemian Rhapsody bullshit timeline story. I don't know. There's some issue with Aerosmith opening for Aerosmith or whatever that is, yeah. and, and that they don't want it, them to use the pyro and whatever. And then it looks kind of like what you would imagine, I guess. Um, and again, I was watching this on my phone, so I don't know if the <laughs> the, the, the actual like I saw it on looks, my phone as well. Yeah, l- so. I don't know if the audience looks fake or whatever. But from from that from that small screen, it looked pretty cool with the angles yeah. and the production. But again, what you're talking about is like. There must be some next level thing where yes, we'll give you the Kiss logo, but something's tied up with all the makeup because that has to be a rights issue. I can't. I don't think it's being a creative thing because it is bizarre. Like the star <laughs> is like, it's the star, but it's not filled in. Like it's yeah. all this like, like ways to get around it. It's and Gene
1: like has like almost like an X on his face instead of all yeah. the yeah. Uh, you is, know what it is? Has to be, what? It turns out that. Kiss has been lying, and Ace has been lying all these years. The guy who owns all the makeup trademarks is Peter. And, uh, <laughs> Something. So, so I, I didn't get a good shot of Peter, but I'm guessing his is spot on. Do
0: they think that the average person, because they're watching for this biopic, is not going to notice that? And they're not a big... Because it's it's... Do you think that's the move too? Is like maybe maybe it was that they could have it, but the price tag was X. You know what I'm saying? Like okay, fuck you guys. You want this? You want this stuff? We'll, we'll give you the Kiss logo for X, but the makeup is going to be Y. You don't. That know what would seem it.
1: weird that they would separate them like that. Okay, what do you want to? Use? Well, it has to
0: be. How could they, how could they have the Kiss logo in there
1: otherwise? I, that's why I think it's more of an artistic decision. You know, I, I I'm going to say no on that part. Yeah, because Hollywood was. isn't known for doing that. Yeah,
0: other than every fucking thing, you can have your theory on there. I think it was just basically that that, that there were okay. two price. There are two price points. You want this? It's this. <laughs> you can have that. And they're like, well, with our budget, we're not going to pay for that. So we'll just kind of fucking. Do quick angles and try to get around that. That's so you're
1: saying, it. like, when Hello Kitty wants to use Kiss, they have that same kind of deal. It's like, well, what do you want? You want the uh, the makeup? That's this price. You want the Kiss logo? It's uh, an additional, or you can you know cherry pick either one a la carte. I mean, that doesn't to me a licensing agreement would be more all inclusive. So if they got permission and then chose to to me, and again, it, I, I guarantee, if you're not a Kiss fan, you're not going to watch this and go, oh, I have no idea who this is. That makeup's not right, you know what I mean? Um, which has always been my beef with them carrying on with the the Ace and Peter makeup. It's like you could put anything on those two guys, and and the plenty of first of all, the diehards would love the new characters, and the people that aren't that into it wouldn't fucking know the difference anyway. And that's so, yeah. The, the audience, I think, it, you know, that this is a, not a movie necessarily geared towards Kiss fans. It's a whole story um kiss fans of course are going to have interest in it because of the whole Casablanca connection but uh that's why i think it's you know and again we neither one of us know we have our own theories
0: or maybe they did it intentionally so a bunch of idiots like us will talk about it on their different shows
1: there we go for, Spike it, the publicity. Up, uh, press
0: yeah. yeah just slightly change the makeup make all the the uh the the lunatics like us talk about it hype up (laughs) up the hype up the movie free publicity great move
1: Between the three theories we've now uh, shared, that is yeah. the most believable one. <laughs> I'll go with it. Yeah. i will actually uh, agree. All uh, uh, right on. Now yeah, we're on the same page now. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, you anyway, it's probably going to end up, but this seems like a kind of movie that isn't going to be in the theater with the way things are set up this now. It's Netflix. Netflix. Netflix, Amazon Prime, something like that. Yeah, so. yeah this is definitely Hulu, one of those too. Disney yep. Plus. <laughs> Yeah. Probably go. not Disney. <laughs> no, I don't think it's in their, in their zone. No. Uh, yeah. You know what? How is there a Disney movie that has nudity?
0: I'm going to say that probably something when they, when they did the, the shift in the eighties, uh, something's got to right. Yeah. Like, like, a, like the, uh, like the, the boob or something. Were, <laughs> just one boob. <laughs> But no, like 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 the '80s. I remember it was a thing where Disney all of a sudden had a rated R movies. But I think they put yeah. it under like Hollywood or a different like. That's
1: right. I forgot about Hollywood
0: label or something like that. Because like Down and Out in Beverly Hills, that was like the first rated R movie. Um, with Nick Nolte and some oh fuck. I Bet know. is that it? Okay, yeah. okay. Because that was the big like. Ooh, we're not going to be. There's no more Herbie movies <laughs> we're, we're getting a little risque now for live action because that was their deal right no cursing no boobs
1: Lindsay lohan and the herbie remake just flashed into me oh. so they, they, oh, they could have uh, thrown some yeah. nudity in that you know back when she was in her prime
2: keep an eye on your target and a finger on
1: trigger
0: Of nudity, how about how about how about Jean in a robe?
1: Mm. That's a nice segue. Yeah, um, the, the you're, you're of course talking about the sound check that uh, someone filmed it. Now, isn't it kind of weird that this is the first time you you've seen one of these fan film sound check? Do you think it is just because Jean's in a robe?
0: Um, oh, I, I've I've I think I've seen little things here and there. I mean, I mean basically just a <clears throat> back up, um, I, I if, if I understand this right, I'm pretty sure. I remember seeing these over the years that you can, if you want, be it part of the KISS Army or a, a different Ticketmaster level. You can watch basically KISS do a sound check for, for 30 to 40 minutes for all their shows and pay extra to see that as
1: part of the yeah, it's, like, um, club level. But it's usually an acoustic performance. They even kind of comment on that.
0: Right. Oh, that um. is true. Yeah, it's supposed to be something where they just jam. But, um, yeah, so that's a little confusing because that's actually – two different things. That's not really a sound check when they're doing the acoustic. This is like a private show. Well, this wasn't this a sound, was sound check actually...
1: either. I was going to get onto that. They had, at no point are they ever sound checking. Everything is already sound checked. They go up there, put their guitars on, talk to the audience, and then start playing. Um, okay. Th- there's no run through to see that the monitors are working. They, you know, they're, they're not mixing the drums um you know they're not getting levels gene's not saying could i get more of paul uh or can i get less of paul (laughs) depends on what he wants um but so yeah this was but i think that's all part of that vip package where you get to stand in front of them now they got rid of the plastic it looks like uh no more uh kissing a zoo um it, it is but you have to stand like six feet in front of them and uh but uh, yeah, I think it's a thousand bucks, and then you get that, and you get to 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 see him perform acoustically. And this was uh, they did this one electric, and then of course Gene. The weird thing is that Gene's the first one on stage, really, mm-hmm. and but he's in a robe, and he apparently was yes. d- dying, and he's naked underneath it, and which he proves at one point. Uh, he said he was just getting his hair dyed, which I, I had no idea he was dying his hair. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was a big surprise. But no, so so there's so imagine you're you're a VIP and everybody shows up, you know, wearing jeans and a t-shirt or whatever and uh and Gene strolls out in his, you know, holiday Inn, <laughs> holiday and express robe whatever and and you know, to me what it, what it signaled was that it's been 50 goddamn years and I will be uh, nobody's going to say that I'm ever showing late, showing up late for anything. So he's still Mr. Punctual first man on stage. <laughs> never missed a care. day of school. You know, never, he never tardy and all that stuff. And he's like, screw it. You know, he, maybe he lost track of time. He's getting old, He's getting up in his years and he's like, Oh, done. I'm not dressed yet. I'm still getting into the stage on time. So that's what I saw the robe as. You
1: know I like I mean? that. Like, uh, yeah, I I didn't think about it quite that hard. I actually went LC on this. This is one of those hmm. uh, instances where you broke it down a little further than I did. Um, oh. I actually, it would have been more like a, in the sense of like if if it was me and I paid and that's what I got. I I don't know if I would have been offended or if it would have been kind of like, this is actually kind of novel. Um, I'm I'm seeing something that, that you don't get every time, um, which is just kind of a human moment, too. Uh, but Paul did not seem very happy with with it.
0: Well, yeah, he, he threw some 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 uh, shade his direction about. Uh, I think he was mentioning uh, in this corner wearing weighing, weighing two hundred and forty yeah. pounds. You know, like, yeah. like a, a boxer. Pounds.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, to, whatever it was. Uh, he had that going on. But but Paul uh, Paul's, and we'll Paul's into, favorite
1: sport, by the way, is boxing.
0: Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, uh, mostly his his band members and anybody around him, <laughs> as far as being angry at them. Uh, yeah, he but, was
1: chippy the whole time. Oh, um, my God.
0: And that's the whole thing is, here's the thing. like, I only watched this, I was going to watch this clip just because it was a random thing, and it just says, you know, Gene in a robe. How can I not watch two, three minutes? And I just let it play. And there are so many little nuggets in this 30 minutes um, that I'd like, like us to get into. Um, and I don't mean to, you want to jump in here? No, nope. carry on, okay. man. But, but the thing that, that got me is, is, first, they played a little bit of, somewhat deep cuts or whatever you want to say but but my point is is that the robe in gene maybe it's because he thinks he's singing in the shower or whatever it is or right after the shower and he's feeling nice and relaxed i thought gene throughout this entire performance sounded fucking great
1: 100 <laughs> percent. that was my very first takeaway musically was that that what was the first song they played um plaster played caster plaster caster
0: uh, going blind at, he's, yeah, but I'm he's saying like, short changing
1: it when he when they got into plaster caster, I was like, he was nailing it. I was like, fuck, this sounds fucking amazing, right? And then, and then okay. Paul sings uh, the next song, and before he says it, he's like,
2: "Can you sing it? Yeah. Yeah. so can I."
1: He started singing, and and I'm watching this video on the phone now because I'm listening to it on the on the Bluetooth stereo in the kitchen, and I go over because I'm I'm like, he sounds not that bad. And then we get to the second verse, and suddenly, croaky Paul is back. He has about enough vocal cord to do one verse, and then the rest of the thing is shot. And then it was just back to these horrible, horrible sounding vocals. And yeah, Paul, good for you. you. You showed us all. But but that's my point is that but but even before that he starts
0: with chippiness of saying
2: we're going to do the same thing we do during the show Sweet. we're going to fake playing and lip sync no, no, no.
0: he's actually like kind of acknowledging all the bullshit out there at the sound yeah. check like that like, and he says it not once but t- a few times saying like yeah we're just faking everything and we're not playing our music or oh Kiss I'd must like have to shown up
1: because now that we're playing ah,
0: yeah yeah why do you, why even do a sound check because. Like yeah, and then then he'd like, but the the it was just the difference between the two with their vocal abilities is just staggering um, from the, from this clip. But there's a lot of chippiness going back and forth through the whole.
1: Well, I think it's deal. actually just going one direction. I think everybody's just absorbing it, and moving on. Uh, sure. I didn't really see it from the other guys, but uh, and you know, I got to tell you, Tommy looked great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he showered, dressed, hair looked yeah. good. Showed up ready to work to on time, ready to work, unlike Gene. Gene just showed up on time, but he was not ready. So. No,
0: he's not ready to go. I, I think he's... this
1: counts as a tardy, Gene, because you need to go home and get dressed. But right.
0: But then they had, what were some other little things that you noticed?
1: I like yeah. the Grateful Dead joke, even though it was another side of Chippy Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody, when they were taking questions, asked him because uh, someone asked him about them, like there's supposedly a, a show that the, the Grateful Dead bootlegger recorded of Kiss playing a Grateful Dead song. And Paul said, well, we do have something in common with the Grateful Dead. We know their music as well as they do, uh, <laughs> which was a shot at them as a band. Uh, and then they, they, they actually, Gene and Paul kind of had a little fun with some song I've never heard of uh, that the guy mentioned. But anyway. Yeah,
0: but then you also had a spoken word rendition of Burn Bitch Burn. Keep your
2: little poetry. Burn Bitch Burn has a middle section that goes I've got nasty habits. It's a fine line. So many girls and so little time. When love rears its head, I want to get on your case. I want to put my love in your fireplace.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's like it's a fireplace kind of reading. I could just imagine Gene in a big chair with a book. Uh, that was enjoyable. Um, uh, yeah.
0: Making fun of his own lyrics,
1: that was But, but that was also like him kind of deflecting a cheap shot from Paul. Uh, yeah, because someone asked him about songs from the 80s, I couldn't hear the question. But he's like, well, it would have to be Burn, Bitch, Burn. It was a sarcastic kind of response. and
0: mm-hmm. yeah. It was also about the fact that he was saying like he, he sang too high, and those so uh, didn't think about the fact that he'd be wanted to sing them 35 years later here's something about the 80s stuff they had
1: that well there if you a- heard those songs he referenced he yeah. didn't have to worry about singing those 30 years later no one wants to fucking hear it man i know like my way yeah my <laughs> way what was the one? i'll fight hell to hold you yeah those are on yeah. the fucking the, 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 those are the first songs people are talking about oh you should play more from the 80s stuff
2: yeah. Yeah, and by the they, way
1: burn bitch burn better than both those fucking songs and then, of course, and then, of course, you saw, uh,
0: I don't know if you noticed if you made it all the way to the end, but it had had room service. They started playing room service for a mm-hmm. bit. And then Paul, like in the middle of it, just leaves they <laughs> the middle of playing. He does a little dance. He does like a da 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 da. Like, a that's all folks kind of move like like halfway through the verse. And he just walks away and the rest of the band is just playing. And that's fucking it. And then they just they're They're gone.
1: I I, uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit because at the beginning of that, just as a musician and being in bands and stuff, it, just that like God, how do we play that again? Um, you can tell they, that one they they weren't ready to play, uh, and so it was kind of cool. They kind of fucked around with it a little bit and then got into it, and then uh, um, but yeah, then whatever. I don't think Paul started getting into that with the idea that they were going to run through the whole thing. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was yeah. neat. Uh, I I liked it.
0: Yeah. So then it just ended, and then and then then Jean uh, was walked away and pulled up his the back of his robe to show his ass on, on yeah. the way out, on the way off of the stage. So it's like yeah. so you got to get a little bit of old man ass and, and thigh action yeah. before before they left.
1: Doesn't it seem like Jean uh, like morphs between like a, a pretty thin, thin not 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 seventies Jean thin, but you know like a thinner version, and then also kind of like a fat version. Like I don't know if it was the robe, but he looked fucking fat as fuck in that thing. Um, oh, yeah. But then we saw him uh, at the in St. Paul that summer, and I was looked fine. I, I was i actually amazed at how thin he looked. But anytime uh-huh. he's in costume, he has all that shit on too, and it looks. It just and also I think it's because he has such a fucking giant uh, pumpkin head. Uh, it just uh, it it makes him look fatter. I don't know, I, it's just the way it is.
0: Yeah, it's 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 interesting thing. But it was uh,
1: easily. He's like an ugly Nathan Fillion.
0: What? <laughs> I don't even understand. Is this Billy Eilish's uh, friend?
1: I don't know. You don't know who Nathan Fillion is, huh? Uh, at least not at the top of uh, my head. A uh, half a dozen people listening might get that one, but uh,
0: okay, yeah. that's good. Okay,
1: my kind of joke. Yeah.
0: Excellent. <laughs> what I don't understand is if anybody was upset, I would have been thrilled with that little performance because it was very unique and there's a lot of banter. Uh, but but just
1: just bizarre. Just, I'll take just, that over the acoustic performances I've seen. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I mean th- those do nothing for me. It's just uh, uh, a tiny drum kit in a hallway. Uh, and, and a dozen people hanging around Kiss while they play the same songs they're going to play the next night for the VIP group. And I don't know. This seemed more organic and kind of happening, you know, everything from Gene in a robe to, you know, Tommy looking all dapper to Paul being snarky with every question. I don't know.
0: Yep. No, so what we recommend is just, just Google Gene Simmons in a robe. And uh, hit play. You don't even need to watch it. Just, just go put, to Metal it Slug. It's like the only thing yeah. going on there right now. Yeah, yeah. Just, just hit play uh, and do some chores. Listen to it like you would an audio, like a podcast. Seriously, that's what. Yeah, I do. audio
1: is actually pretty solid on this for a it cell is. phone video. It yeah. is. So it is. It is a bizarre fly
0: on the wall kind of experience. But uh, what else you got, man?
1: You know, that's probably enough for today, buddy. Uh, we'll save the rest for fodder down the road. Excellent
0: fodder down the road i like it you want to get out of here
1: yeah man this has been fun but let's wrap it up all right rock's not dead you are you robe wearing bitch
0: What are, what's the next line of bullshit you have to go through?
1: Is, is your head shaved? Huh? No. Is your why? head shaved? I don't I see looking. signs of any hair when you took the headphones off. <laughs> no, it is really.
0: Uh, they, they, they did them tight, the sideburns.
1: Tight. Mm. I like to keep my lettuce tight.
2: steaming piss flaps around my nose it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football